Hello and a big warm welcome to you. In this podcast, I'd love to talk to you about psychospiritual parenting. Now, psychospiritual is a term and a modality that I created. I don't know if that's even the accurate word, uh, as you'll hear on a meta level about what psychospiritual parenting is. It's so much about us being really the conduit between divine and matter. So I would really say more that all these pieces came to me and I kept getting download upon download, divine download, ideas and really ways of piecing together my 30 years of experience that I've had, which I love to share about with you to give you a context of really all the pieces that have come together in this modality, this paradigm, this way of thinking about human beings. So even though I'm talking about psychospiritual parenting, there are really three elements to this that I speak of at the moment. One is the relationship with ourselves. So you might call that the psychospiritual self-relation. There's psychospiritual parenting, which is this parallel process we go on with our children helping them to be who they really are in the world and increasingly becoming who we really are in the world. And then there's psychospiritual entrepreneurship, which is really, as we're sharing our gifts with the world, really understanding the process by which that happens and what happens on the entrepreneurial journey. So what would I like to say about it? There are lots of different levels and layers to this. So I'm clearly not going to be able to share about all of them in this small podcast. But the main, one of the main tenets is that we, each of us is a unique soul. So each of us has something unique that is different to everyone else in the world. And at the same time, we are deeply interconnected with everyone else and everything else. So there's this uniqueness and this deep interconnectedness. The idea is that as we come into the world, in terms of the parenting piece, we develop a personality or an identity, which is kind of like the the clothing for our soul, just as our body is as well. And how our identity and our personality forms is very much affected by the environment we grow up in, the culture that we grow up in on a wider level, and but also very particularly the particular family that we grow up in really has a powerful effect on the personality that we develop. Now, the more our parents, or us as parents, are able to, I'm going to talk about our parents for now, otherwise it gets tricky with the words. So the more our parents are able to really see us clearly, to be able to be attuned to us, to really hear into our needs, our feelings, our preferences, our interests, our hobbies, our passions, our callings, our yeses and our noes, the more and the less they are seeing us through their own projection of the world, which of course we all do as parents and our parents all did. We all see things through the lens of our own 
upbringing, our own cultural conditioning, our own identity and personality and past experiences. But the less we are influenced by those things, or our parents are, and the more we are able to do our own healing as parents, my apologies, I'm swapping between us being parents and, and being the child, I hope, <laughs> I hope it's making sense. But basically, whoever the parents are, the more they are able, we are able to do, to see our children clearly, respond in an attuned and clear way, the more their personality, their identity becomes a reflection of their soul, that uniqueness that they are. Which means they're going to have more of a sense of congruence between who they really deeply feel themselves to be and who they believe themselves to be and, and what they express in the world. There's more of a congruence between those two pieces. And that will have a profound impact on their lives. Basically, the more of an incongruence there is, the more invitations life will bring to help bring more congruence. The more invitations life will bring to help, to help the personality and the identity shift and heal and change and alter so that it becomes more of a true reflection of the soul. And unfortunately, if we're not able to hear those or we don't know how to cooperate with that process, often the knocking gets louder and louder. The symptoms, whether they be physical, emotional, um, thinky symptoms, that the, that the calling gets louder when there is more discordance. So the more we're able to have help our children develop a personality that is concordant with their soul, the well, life is a whole lot easier because they are freer to be who they really are in the world. They're freer to share their own unique gifts with the world. They're freer to be connected with themselves, which means they're going to be more connected with others. They're freer to receive their own divine downloads and follow those. Now another key piece of the psycho-spiritual parenting paradigm and the way that I have brought these things together. Oh, I was going to share about my journey. What happened to that? That's interesting, isn't it? Okay, I'm going to share about it now. I obviously got completely sidetracked. So the 30 years I've experienced were in my 20s. I did a degree in psychology, then a PhD on the mother-infant relationship at Cambridge University. Then I went on and was a postdoctoral fellow in infant development. Then I worked as a lecturer for MA students at the Centre for Complementary Health Studies at Exeter University in England, teaching the therapeutic relationship, which included things like the placebo effect, which is very interesting given what I'm doing now. And concurrent with that, in my 20s, I also trained as a psychospiritual psychotherapist. So I trained in psychosynthesis, which is a form of psychospiritual psychotherapy. So I spent most of my 20s training in that and working as a psychotherapist in that modality. In my 30s, I was really focused on birthing and parenting. So I trained in few more modalities, calm birth, now hypnobirthing before that, before calm birth was invented. I trained in a 
form of uh, subconscious mind healing called private subconscious mind healing. I shifted my own terror around giving birth to feeling completely confident and calm in my giving birth. I had my two children who are, who are now as of May 2018, 16 and 11. And I got deeply into aware parenting. So I started writing about it. I became an aware parenting instructor and I was passionately practicing it with my children. So that was, uh, that was a lot of my 30s. So then I, at the same time, I also got into nonviolent communication, which is a particular paradigm developed by Marshall Rosenberg, which has influenced me deeply. It's a very different way of thinking about everything, really. <laughs> but really understanding that we've lived in this, what Marshall called domination culture, for two or three thousand years, and that so many of the ways that we think create um, painful feelings. And so many, in terms of bringing it back to the psycho-spiritual paradigm, so many of those ways form aspects of our identity or our personality. So the, the judgments, the shoulds, the, which create guilt, the judgments of ourselves, which create shame, the ideas of wrongness and rightness, the punishments and the rewards, all of those pieces, which are so much of the culture that most of us have grown up in, which have a profound impact on who we believe ourselves to be. And then I also got deeply into what was, uh, it's actually still called the Field Project, which is a consciousness as cause paradigm. So it's really based on the idea that our identity, who we believe ourselves to be, and the core ways of thinking that we have, uh, is what life responds to. In, those, in their terminology, it's what the field responds to. So from that paradigm, if you've heard of the secret and the law of attraction, it's, it has a few similarities with that, but it's also very, very different to that. But it's really that idea that life responds to our willingness. So then... What really I've done is this in this approach is to really bring all these different ideas and ways of thinking together. So developmental psychology, the psycho-spiritual perspective, uh, um, and really this piece on love and will. So love and will was really core to psychosynthesis. Will and willingness was core to the field project. And the idea of the question, one of the key questions in nonviolent communication is, are you willing? So it's moving from a um, coercion and guilt and shame and punishments and rewards to willingness. So I, what I saw is the way all these paradigms had different lenses through which to look at willingness. And what I've come to in this psychospiritual parenting paradigm and psychospiritual entrepreneurship and psychospiritual self-relation is that we are love and will. And the more we are connected to who we really are, which is our lovingness and our willingness, the more we are able to be connected to the divine downloads we have, the intuitive hits, the, the interests, the curiosities, the passions, the preferences, the, oh, this is what I want to do, or this is what I want to have, or this is what I want to be, and being able to honor those and being able to respond to those with willingness. 
being able to understand what gets in the way of our willingness and then seeing how life responds in really tangible practical ways to what we're willing to have do or be not what we want to have do or be this is so relevant to parenting if you've ever talked or heard anyone talk about the battle of wills or a willful child it's a very different way of looking at what's going on there and it's a way of really understanding how we can help our child's stay deeply connected with their willingness and their lovingness. So we all have a willingness channel in this paradigm and the willingness channel is the free-flowing conduit between spirit and matter. It's between those divine downloads, the child who wants to draw pictures all the time and trusting those divine downloads and really supporting them in that and facilitating them in that in ways that help them be who they really are and do what they're really here to do. And there are all kinds of ways in which our willingness channel gets silted up. And in children also we can see that in really tangible ways. If a child always says yes when actually they don't really want to do something but they're scared of being authentic. Or a child who always says no and who isn't actually free to say yes. We might call that child willful in a different paradigm but from this paradigm that's actually, that's actually a silted will. They're not free to be willing. And this happens so much with us too. You know, Our own issues around our own silted will shows up in our parenting so often. It's often places where either we repeatedly say yes to our children where we feel a no, we get resentful or burnt out, or where we feel extremely powerless and frustrated and we use our power over our children to make them do things we want them to do. All of these elements are really essentially related to will and willingness. So really understanding this means that we're going to be able to free up our willingness channel and also be more willing to connect with our not willingness, which again has a profound impact on what shows up in our world, including in our families and helping our children having that free-flowing willingness channel which means they're able to be this conduit between spirit and matter they're able to bring their unique soul qualities into the world and express them in really tangible ways in ways that life really responds to and I'm sure you've experienced that yourself you know when you have that idea and the idea just pops into your head the mind is a receiver we receive the idea oh I'd really actually I'd really like to write a magazine and we feel that deep willingness and the next day we meet someone on a bus who is a magazine editor or something I'm sure you've experienced that many times what we're helping our children do is we're setting up their willingness so that that's the kind of flow that they live in a lot of the time it's a really powerful thing it's almost one of the most powerful things we can do for our children to help them have that kind of willingness, that willingness, free-flowing willingness channel. The other aspect of this is lovingness. So from this paradigm, our true nature is love. And whereas the willingness channel is more like a channel, love to me is, is kind of represented by a sphere. What happens is our true nature is love, our child's true nature is love. But that gets covered over and silted up. Well, actually, I don't see it as silted up, I see it as more covered over with unexpressed painful feelings, unmet needs, and feelings around unmet needs, which actually prevent 
the lovingness from shining out. And the same for us as parents. So you see it's a very different paradigm. It's a totally different to the domination paradigm, the idea that we are born bad and we need to learn to be loving. Yet from this paradigm we are love. We're lovingness and willingness. And again what we can do as parents and children is help ourselves lift off those pieces that are getting in the way of our lovingness shining forth. And even holding that context for ourselves and our children can bring about a profound impact. So this is just a taste really of psychospiritual parenting and the psychospiritual paradigm that I share. There are lots more aspects to it, but really these are the, the fundamental pieces to it. Now if you want to find out more, I do have an article on my website marionrose.net. I do have a course on this which I'm very passionate about. Really really love this approach. Uh, if you want to learn more about psychospiritual entrepreneurship I also have an article on that on my website and I have a Respond Loving to a Calling course which is all about the the entrepreneurship journey from a psychospiritual perspective. So I wonder how you're feeling. I invite you to connect in with how this was for you, how it fits or doesn't fit with your ways of seeing the world. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed it and I look forward to seeing you in the next podcast. Bye for now.